Hey friends, welcome to The Jill Monaco Show. I'm your host, Jill, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm a speaker, author, and life coach. Some weeks I share what God is teaching me, and other times I invite a friend to join me on the podcast and we chat about what it means to love God, love ourselves, and love others. Here we go. Welcome back to The Jill Monaco Show. Amy Job and I have been walking in the same circles for years. But if you've been following this podcast for a while, the circle may surprise you. We both have been in the entertainment industry and worked in some trade shows together. It was an extra side biz for me as an actor and for Amy as a model. We ran into each other again a few years ago. I was really stuck. She helped me come up with the concept for the cover of my book, Freedom Coach Model. And then a year later, I gave her some tips on launching her book. It is so fun to see how God just works and knits us all together, right? Well, Amy is a motivational speaker, model, and now published author. She's traveled around the United States and Canada as a team captain for Porsche North America and as a fitness model and product specialist for MetaRx. She shares her story in her new book, Model Behavior, Make Your Career Path Your Calling. Amy lives near me in the Chicago suburbs with her husband, Eric, and her children, Adriana and Ashton. Amy and I talk today about how to be bold in your faith in an area that may be uncomfortable how to be a good steward of the talents God's given you and live out your faith. I know you'll be so encouraged by her sweet spirit and her deep well of love that she has for God to be glorified through her. Now, before we get started, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. I get emails from listeners all over the world who are encouraged in their faith because of our guests, and I love hearing from you. It's so much fun. If you haven't already, I'd love it if you'd consider leaving a review and rating on the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to the show. It helps our podcast get easily discovered by listeners who are searching for topics we discuss here on The Jill Monaco Show. Thank you so much for your support. I have literally the best listeners. I appreciate the stars and a few words of how the podcast has encouraged you. All right, let's get into the conversation with my friend Amy. Hey, Amy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jill. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate being on today. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's been such a fun ride um, with both of us growing, you know, as writers and authors and stuff like that. Yeah, I can't believe it. It's it's amazing. This past year, I've seen dreams come true that I've prayed for for such a long time. And I'm so grateful. And as I'm sure you are too, just having your book out, it's such an accomplishment. It is. And you know, some people aren't really familiar with my past as an actor, um, but you totally get me. We've walked in these circles for a while. And um, I want the listeners to get to know you about, you know, some of the work that you've done. So tell us about your modeling. Like how did, I know some people are gonna be like, how did you get into that? And why did you get into sure, that? Sure. Well, I live here in Chicago and I met my husband here and we were already married and I had been a triathlete. So I ran, I bike, I swam in a race and I was managing a teen center and that was kind of my passion. And I thought that's what I wanted to do with my life. I wanted to maybe even go pro. And I got into two accidents, a car accident and a bike 
bike accident. And that basically ended my triathlon career. So I was really devastated and I was in Mm -hmm. my late twenties. Yeah. And I was like, now what? It really defined me, even though I was a Christian, I, I felt like this is what I wanted to do. And now I had this huge question mark and I've always been goal oriented. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I needed a new goal, a new dream. And just through a lot of prayer, talking to my husband and actually, strangely enough, a lot of people over the years had said, I think you should model. So as I was praying, that was coming back to my memory and strange people were actually like on the street saying, Hey, I think you should model. And so what I did is I first talked to my husband because I thought, you know, I value his opinion. Um, what do you think about this? I asked Eric and yeah, he said, Amy, you know what? I always wanted to marry a model. So I was like, okay, I have, I have my husband's approval, right? I was and thinking so, he would be like, honey, you're, you know, you're beautiful to me no matter what, like something super spiritual. In the meantime, he's yeah. like, well, duh, I know I married a model. <laughs> there you go. Oh, it's so sweet. Yeah. So he gave me the thumbs up and I really wanted to, you know, pray and know it was like God's will because I had been really wild in my past life before I came to know Jesus. And I just thought, man, this is a crazy industry is what my thought was, Mm. you know, and I didn't want to be sucked back into some crazy lifestyle. So what we did is we decided to pray and kind of lay like a fleece like Gideon did. And Um, we said, if one more person, it was a Gideon, I think it was, if one more person says to me, um, you know, you should model like a stranger that Mm -hmm. that's going to be my sign from God that I should pursue the industry. So probably within two weeks of that prayer, there was someone at a focus group I was at. She said, I really think you should be modeling. And so, yeah, you can read about it in my book, but that was kind of my green light from God. Wow. Wow. And, you know, when we're in that industry, there's so many things that, you know, people see the end result. They see the success we've had and, but they don't realize like all the challenges. I mean, they hear about them, right? Like it's the starving artist kind of thing. But when you're a Christian in that field, that's, it's even harder. I mean, I was in that industry when I wasn't saved. And then after I got saved as well, and, you know, conversations are different and you want to represent the Lord well. So how did that play out for you? Yeah. I mean, that was definitely something at the forefront of my mind. I actually went to two different colleges and I had a degree in pastoral studies. Mm -hmm. So that was always in my mind too. Like, you know what? I've gone to school, you know, basically to be a pastor or be a minister. So how would you know, the people that taught me, the pastors, the people at my college see if I were to do a certain job. So early on, I kind of had to go into like, I know God is calling me. I know he wants me to bring his love. He wants me to bring Jesus to this dark world. And I've always been evangelistic. And I thought, you know, these are people that may never step into a church. I'm going to bring the church. I'm going to bring Jesus to them. But then I had to think of what are my standards going to be? You know, am I just going to say yes to every job, you know? Or am I going to kind of put some parameters on it? So it's kind of funny. My father-in-law was one of my mentors. He's actually the pastor, the retired pastor now. And he's, yeah, he said to me, Amy, one time he's like, keep God, keep Eric and keep your clothes on. He's like, everything else, (laughs) I think you're okay. (laughs) But I kind of was like, okay, dad, thanks for that. And I did really trust his judgment. He's a good guy. But I said, okay, God, what, you know, what do I feel comfortable doing? And so I kind of just decided early on, like, I'm not going to do lingerie. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to do alcohol ads because alcoholism runs in my family and I've had a problem with it and I've decided to quit drinking. So I didn't want to promote that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to do like tobacco. So 
I had certain things that I said, if this comes to me, I'm just going to say no. And it was tested at times. I'll have to tell you. Yeah. Um, yeah. One time I can think of, actually, there's two big things. One was I got asked to be like a Miller Lite girl. They're like, Amy, you're chosen. My agent called me and she's like, they're going to do a blow up of you. You're going to wear this little bears, you know, jersey and short shorts. It's going to be really cute. And they're going to put you for Miller Lite, you know, and all these grocery stores everywhere around Chicagoland. And I just thought, oh, my gosh, it's such an honor to be chosen like that. I'm sure it would have paid well. But what would people think? <laughs> you know, yeah. Me being a Christian. And um, at the time I was was leading like a women's kind of breakfast Bible study for the women at the college. And I, what would those ladies think? What would the people that, you know, taught me think if they saw that? And I just decided, no, I can't do this. And I know my agent thought I was crazy. And every time I said no to something big, I thought, have I committed career suicide? But, you know, in the end, they respected me and I, I still got calls from them. Yeah. And, you know, just to clarify, like, we know that there's nothing wrong with alcohol. It's just that you, yeah, your conviction based on your past and and what you had made a decision. And I think that's so important as we're going into any industry, like to know here's the worst part of it. And here's the temptations or here's who I want to be. Here's how I want to show up in that. Yes. Yeah. And you have to kind of know for yourself, because like you said, I mean, everyone's convictions are a little different. And so I wouldn't want to put that on anyone else, you know, and say, hey, you can't do this because I didn't. Because there might be things that I feel okay doing that other people don't, you know, that, you know, God might give me the peace about doing. And in fact, just being in the industry, you know, some people might be like, that's totally, you know, a no, no for me. But you have to be led by his spirit, you know. Right. So I think that's that's really important. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, uh. I was thinking of a job that I did before I was saved. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And, um, but um, (laughs) it's a long story. It's probably not okay to tell on the podcast, but I remember when I got the job, my mom was like, it was a a tour. It was, it won the Tony for best musical on Broadway. And then I did the national tour and everyone was like, oh, I'm so excited. My mom's like, I'm going to invite everyone from the church. I was like, no, 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 no. You cannot invite the people from the church. Like not. And then I had to tell her about my costumes and stuff and she, or the lack of costume. And, uh, and she was like, oh, Oh, okay. Like I could, my mom's voice like <laughs> skipped a beat, you know? Oh, oh man. Yeah. But sure. even then I think back mm-hmm. to the people that were influencing me in the industry yeah. for sure. Jesus. Sure. So one yeah. of the people that was also a lead in the tour, he loved God. And I was yeah. fascinated by how he handled his convictions, you know, in that show. Yeah. So how did you that's share awesome. your faith with other models? That's so good. I just think that's so important what you just said, even about him being there, because I think that we all as Christians need to go where he's calling us, right? Even yeah. though it may seem unconventional. Yeah. So just saying yes to him, even when it's scary and going to those places. So mm-hmm. the way I did it, I prayed a lot. I prayed a lot before every job. I prayed over, you know, the client, whether it was a print job or a runaway show or a trade show or, you know, auto show. And I would just pray for opportunities. I pray for divine appointments. I'm a race for the prayer Jabez all the time <laughs> and just look for opportunities. Yeah. I didn't want to shove the gospel, you know, necessarily down someone's throat. Although I think the first tour I did, I traveled with Sally's beauty supply and I was doing theatrical runway with a group of dancers and we went around the nation. And I really made it a point to go to every girl and share with her my faith. Mm. And 
it was good and bad. I think, you know, whether they were ready or not, I was like, I'm here to share. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. one, <laughs> one person didn't take it so well. She was like, Amy, I know you're trying to do all this good and stuff, but I don't want to hear your God stories. And mm. I just kind of had to say to her, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to offend you, you know, and my hope was just to share with you, you know, what God has done in my life and that he loves you too. And I'm sorry, you know, I won't talk anymore about it. And so from then I thought, you know, I got to be a little more wise, you know, like look for the open door, you know? Mm. And so there was times like more intimate times, whether I was on a show floor with someone and it was slow or backstage or, you know, we'd go to dinner, you know, after a job. And then people would ask me. And a lot of times the question would be like, oh, you're married. How did you meet your husband? And mm. then I would say, you know, I actually met my husband at church. And that kind of opened the door because, like, oh, yeah. you know? Like you go to church, but then I wanted to share more. It's more than just church, you know, it's about yeah. having a relationship with Jesus. And, but that would kind of give me an opportunity to share more about my faith and be more open. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. And I know it's not like a black and white answer. You know, we can't yeah. say to people who are in, who want to be in modeling or who are in the entertainment industry, here's the way to do it to be successful. It yeah. really is being led by God. And yeah. I think the more we're just, if we are filled with God's spirit and we love him, we'll show up and they're going to notice that there's a different, it's like what the Bible says about Caleb. There yeah. is a different spirit about him. Yeah. And, yes. and we carry so him into where we're at. And I think people notice, I've had people, I remember I was playing tennis um, in a tennis club and this girl that was, you know, was a part of the club, she just said, there's something different about you. Like there's a sparkle in your eye. Like, what is that? And I yeah. knew right away. And then I was like, okay, that's God. How do I share, yeah. you know, sure. Um, sure. but taking the opportunities God gives us and just being ourselves, it'll just naturally happens. I think. Yeah, I agree. It's totally true. And yeah. There's lots like of, to... Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. And Go there's ahead. lots of times mm-hmm. that I don't share and mm-hmm. I'm listening to God, like, is this the right time to share or not? Because yeah. I might be planting a seed or I might be leading them to the Lord, but God knows where they're at. And I think when we have an agenda to get somebody saved, that like sometimes is not as good as I want to love them like Jesus would love yes. them. Yes. And if we do that, we'll meet them where they're at. And then Jesus does all the work. I just have to be him in the, you know, be his hands and feet. I totally agree with that. And especially when you see certain people over and over, you know, as would happen with modeling, you start to see the same people at auditions or I'd be on the same team with people. So then you're like becoming almost like a pastor, you know, not just an evangelist. Like you're there to like listen to what they're going through. And just like you said, to show love and kindness. And a lot of times people are like, why are you helping everybody? You know? And I really felt like God was like, this is what I'm calling you to do. Like I wasn't just in the industry to like become famous or make a lot of money or it wasn't about me. And when I start to get my focus there, it's like, he'd give me a nudge and Amy, remember this is about me. You know, it was like, he gave me that analogy from uh, Jennifer Garner in that Mm -hmm. show, um, alias. Yeah. So like she went undercover. Right? right. And so I felt like he was like, you're going undercover for me, you know, so you're wearing the costumes, you're doing these jobs, you're doing, you know, but really you're coming for me showing my love to people. And then I'll show you when to talk, you know, and when to speak and, and just yeah. to be a loving, kind person like that, it gets people's attention because especially in such a cutthroat industry, 
where people are often trying to step on others or trying to get ahead themselves. And you come along and you're serving and you're loving and you're mm-hmm. helping, you know, it really stands out and makes you noticeably different. And that's where I think people can see the love of Jesus in you. Yeah, for sure. It's so well said. Thank you. you know, I'm thinking of the listeners and there's going to be some people on here who really feel called to model or be in the entertainment industry. And um, I know we're going to talk about your book in a second, but what are some just practical tips and strategies you would give someone um, who you know feels like they're stuck or they don't know where to start or they're just hitting a wall and they're not sure what to do next? What would, sure, what suggestions sure. do you have for them for not only maybe practically, but also for their heart? Yeah, I guess I think of a couple of different things. Like, I think a lot of times it does take a lot of knocking on doors, as you know, being yeah. an actor and being in the industry. Like, it seems like you try and try and sometimes you're just hitting a wall. You go on eight, 10 auditions. You're not getting it. Nothing seems to be working. But I feel like that's when you have to not give up because mm. usually it's the breakthroughs around the corner. And I think it's like life when it gets darkest before the dawn. So I have that tagline on my email, never, never give up. And that's Winston Churchill. Mm-hmm. And it's like so true. So I think there's that piece in there. And then something that I learned early on from a model friend, we were doing um, bridal market together and, you know, modeling bridal gowns down at um, the uh, apparel center yeah. in Chicago. And her name is June. And she said, Amy, she goes, remember this. She's like, God is your agent. She's mm-hmm. like, ultimately, every job that you're meant to have is going to come to you. It all goes through his hands. So if doors are closing, it's him closing the doors. And if doors are opening, it's coming from him. So you may have different agents, but he's ultimately in control. And then she taught me a phrase that is so good. She said, remember this. She's like, rejection is God's protection. Right. So if you are not getting that job, you thought I should have it or you if you've experienced this in the industry, you're told you have the job and you're getting all ready for it. And all of a sudden they're like, sorry, they went a different direction or it falls through or you get canceled on and you're devastated. Right. But you have to ultimately remember he is in control. He's in charge. And if that job is meant for you, you're going to get it. And if not, he's protecting you. You know, that rejection from that person, that client is him protecting you. So that's something to think about in other areas of life too, you know? If you're feeling rejected by someone, it's because God knows maybe that's not the best person for you to be around or the best job for you to have. And he's looking out for your best interests, you know. He is. He's so good. And, you know, I've thought about, you know, some of us that have made career changes. So Mm -hmm. I acted and sang and danced and did voiceovers and all that professionally until, well, I shouldn't give my age away, but I did it for like over 20 years. <laughs> and and yeah. um, that's a, a weird thing we have in the industry. Like we don't sure. talk about our age. Now I'm in ministry. I'm like, I should totally uh-huh. tell my age. Who cares? Right. I don't I know. Totally get it. It's been ingrained yeah. in me. But anyways, so I did I the know. industry for a long time. And then I went into ministry and I gave up the industry mm-hmm. and I went into ministry for 10 years. And sure. then I came back to Chicago and God was like, I want you to go back to it. And I thought, sure. well, you know, I don't miss it. It's okay. But when I started doing it again, I started having so much fun. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I was just made for this. Yeah. And so God yeah. has different seasons for us. So sure, just because sure. I want to encourage someone who's listening, just because it's not, it doesn't feel like the season right now where, you know, you don't feel like that fits in your life, listen to God. And as we just mm-hmm. go where he tells us, he'll yeah. lead us in the right direction. He may have taken something out of your life, but he might bring it back. 
Yeah, I totally agree. And I feel like it's like to encourage people, it's never too late, you know, and you're never too old. I think of that verse that says, you know, the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance or irrevocable. Like he doesn't change his mind. If he puts those things in you, they're there for life. They're there, you know, and you can fulfill those at any time or maybe more than one time, you know? Yeah. And so I totally agree. I think that just frees people, you know, and to not look at others and be like, why should I start this? It's like, why should I write a book at my age, you know, Yeah. in my late forties when other people are very successful and they're way younger. It's like, no, but there's a mm-hmm. unique story I have to tell. And there's a unique story you had to tell. And other people yeah. out there, like, no one is exactly like me or you, you know, with our personality, our experiences, what we've been through. So we can uniquely bring something to the table. And I think that's something important to remember, whether it's modeling or writing or acting or whatever God's calling you to don't count yourself out. Because yeah. you are unique and God needs you. Yeah. yeah. And he's given us all the experiences in our yeah. lives, whether it's at the professional level or amateur level or whatever. Like we're like a big melting pot. He's like a little salt, a little pepper. Sure. Like this yeah. is this makes the perfect combination for that situation. Sure. So well, let's talk about your book. Let's get into yeah. that. So sure. um, what made you want to write a book? Wow. I I guess I always loved writing from the time I was younger. And actually, a pastor that was in our wedding, um, Pastor Daryl Merrill, we um, were at Christian Life Church for years in Mount Prospect. And he always said, Amy, you should write your life story. So he dropped that seed in me like back in my 20s, you know. Hmm. And I thought, yeah, maybe someday, you know. And then I really love speaking. So I've done probably more speaking than writing. And I went to um, Proverbs 31, She Speaks, and Lisa Turkhurst was actually my small group leader there. And she said, Amy, you know what? You really need to write and publish a book. She's like, if you want to be a speaker and be taken credibly, you know, you should write a book. Well, I thought, okay, that's a great idea. But at the time, I had my daughter was young and I was modeling and traveling and all that work was coming to me. Mm. It didn't seem like the right time, you know? Yeah. So it was after my son was born that... um, I was seeking direction, you know, and I was in a different place and we were dealing with health issues my son has had. And I was just kind of praying and asking God and he was like, it's time to write, you know. Hmm. So I started in 2011. It took me over seven years to (laughs) write it and have it published. (laughs) Never give up. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Right. I didn't know what I was doing, but he faithfully led me step by step. So that, that is how it came about. Wow. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. So, um, how did you decide like what we're going to be more into maybe people who are wanting to write a book about their life story and write a memoir. Sure. How did you practically start laying out these are the chapters or these are the things I want to put in my book? Yeah. Well, here's what I tell people, because I have several friends now and people in the industry Mm -hmm. that want to write a book. So I'm really encouraging people. I say, you know what? It's, it reminds me of being like an artist, like a sculpture you know, like, uh, like if you're sculpting a pot, you know, so imagine a pottery wheel, which I don't do this by the way, but, <laughs> um, I'm just thinking this is a good analogy. So it's the hardest thing is to get started. Right. And that's, I didn't know really what my book was going to be about. I knew it'd be about something in my life or my life in general. I said, the hardest part is getting that clay up onto the wheel, you know, like that's representing starting your book, just like get it out there. Like just write it, type it, do whatever you have to do. Don't judge yourself. You know, like, my, my high school English teacher said, just brainstorm, put any answer down. It's no answer is a bad answer, you know? Yeah. And so if you can just get yourself to like, write, this is how I did it, you know, just write your first draft 
that is such a huge accomplishment because most people have ideas, but they never start because they, they have such a writer's block or they feel like I'm not good enough or they judge themselves so harshly or I, I don't have it all figured out. Yeah. So I think if you can get it up there on the wheel, get your lump of clay up there, then you can start to shape it, you know, and then God will bring people in who help you refine it and shape it more and end up being this beautiful piece of pottery. And that that's sort of what happened for me. So after I wrote my first draft, I went to my friend, Debbie, who does PR for Christian authors. And she said, Amy, you need a good editor. You need a content editor. So then she led me to her friend, Beth Jacino. And then Beth took me on and then she really taught me how to write. So this is probably in 2015, Mm -hmm. took about two years. I did four drafts with her and really, I didn't even know the first time I gave it to her, I thought she's going to fix it and give it back. (laughs) Oh no, no, no. No, they give you like sticky notes and red marks. Like you're going to fix it. I'm like, what? Okay. Yeah. So it was like a 12 page evaluation. And this is what you need to work. I mean, it's overwhelming. But Debbie Mm -hmm. said, Amy, she's really good. She's really tough. But if she takes you on and helps, you're going to have a really good book. And she was right. So I did four drafts every time. This long evaluation. I often would cry. I'd be like, I can't do it. Aww. And there came a point, yeah, like maybe my third draft in. And she was, because it's we decided, she's like, okay, Amy, you can't just write an autobiography because you're not famous. And basically <laughs> no one wants to listen to a famous, you know, unless you're famous. So I said, okay, yeah, it can't be birthed now. She's like, take a slice of your life. You know, a memoir is a slice of life. She's like, what? what slice of your life is something you would want to write about? What stands out? What's exciting? And I was like, oh, my modeling career is pretty unique, you know, and God really led me. So that's how that came about. And then once we decided on that, we had to like get it chronological. She was very big on that. I had to get a big butcher piece of paper, put up on the wall, borrowed one from the butcher on the block over here in Huntley. (laughs) And I had like every chapter and I had to rearrange and I was trying to make it make sense, you know? And so I did all that. And then she was like, Amy, you are telling too much. So I don't know if you hear about this with your book, but she's like, it cannot be narration. And this is more for memoir. She's like, it's got to be like you're writing a movie scene. Yeah. So I couldn't get this show versus tell. I'm like, I get what you're telling me to do, but I can't figure out how to do it. (laughs) I go, I go, Beth, I'm going to my toolbox. I don't even have the tool there. Yeah. I'm like, can I hire a ghostwriter? She goes, no. She's like, God has called you to write this book. I believe you can do it. So she gave me two books to read. I read Shimmering Images and it's Nancy something. I'm sorry. I can't remember the, the author's name, but Shimmering Images is the title about how to write a memoir. And the other book she had me read was Self-Editing for Fiction Writers. And so even though it's fiction writer, she's like, well, memoir has an element of fiction because mm. you're writing all this dialogue, you know? Yeah. And so there was a, a chapter on show versus tell. I must have read it like seven times wow. <laughs> till I got it, you know? And then once I got it, she's like, I am so proud of you. I'm like, thank God. Oh. So yeah, this is probably one reason it took me so long because I had to learn how to write, you know? So she yeah. really kind of taught me. And then I found an amazing publisher. So that also helped, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it, even that, like that's God putting the right people in your life. Like if you wanted to write a book when you, Lisa Turkhurst first told you to, yeah. you wouldn't have had the skills or the experience as no, you did no. later. And you've had yes. in the meantime, you've had, a, you know, your modeling careers changed as, you know, sure, most sure. models in their 20s versus 40s. You know, that yes, career changes exactly. a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if people were to get your book, what mm-hmm. would be the the key takeaways that they would get from it? Well, I think for me, like, or for what I think it would help with, um, it's not just people maybe that 
want to get into modeling or into entertainment, but maybe people that have a unique idea of how they want to do something in life, like a business or a non-for-profit or a ministry. And they're like, I have this idea, but I've never seen anyone do it. Mm. And so what I feel like God called me to do is be a pioneer and blaze a trail. And that's kind of the scariest thing to do. Like you just want to know the path and, and follow someone, but sometimes he calls you to be the trailblazer. And so mm. I feel like whatever you may feel God is nudging you to do or tapping you on the shoulder, if that's you, that this book will really speak to you because I share my journey and kind of three of the key themes are, are how he prepared me, how he provided for me and how he protected me. And that's kind of throughout. And then it's funny because I being from Minnesota, I'm from the woods and I was a total tomboy triathlete. I was kind of like the least likely person that you would think would end up with a modeling career. So I have a very like self-deprecating sense of humor. So it's not this, Oh, look at her. Look at me. You know, yeah. I'm all that I'm a model. It's actually pretty funny. So I share with you a lot of the things that I did that were, you know, my faux pas and my mistakes. So it's actually pretty entertaining just to read it. <laughs> you crack yourself up, huh? <laughs> yeah, I crack myself up. So yeah, I think it kind of surprises people in a pleasant way that it's That's not really, nice. you know, what you think it'll be. It, it has more more to it. <laughs> yeah. You make me yeah. think of like, I'll I once in a while say to my dad, I'll be like, I'm so funny. Like I'll do something yeah. and then say, I'm so funny. <laughs> and he, and my dad's response uh, is always like funny looking. And I'm like, yeah, ah, and it's just like a big joke. But um, yeah. yeah, I would always say I have a, I'm having a bond moment. And there was <laughs> stuff that like, um, Beth made me take on there. She's like, um, not everyone may see blondes that way. And I'm like, I'm just like having fun with it, you know, yeah. and finding ways to be silly. But yeah, I had to take some stuff out because she thought this is not maybe not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, mm. what I love is that you, you know, you lived, you lived your life by faith, going after yeah. what God told you to do. And the whole time he knew that he wanted to show you things and teach you things that you'd put into a book about you going and in, into a direction that maybe required some boldness and courage, yeah. going into maybe an unconventional path, considering, you know, your husband and your, you know, the faith based, you thought you'd sure. go into ministry and yeah. Um, so it's a little bit more of an unconventional career path, I guess. Yeah. Totally. Um, and <laughs> God worked it all together for good, like he does. Um, and now you're able to help encourage others. I love that. Yeah, thank you. I know I love to just encourage people. And that, that was kind of my heart, even when I was in, in the industry. Mm. And I kind of want to say, like, I don't know, I feel led to say this, that sure. as I was, yeah, in the industry, that I would help so many people. And sometimes I felt like, God, you know, I'm doing all this for other people and I'm helping them and, you know, doing whatever I can. And then, you know, what's happening for me? And it might be at the same time where I'm being asked to do jobs that go against my values and it's slow. Mm. It's like you never know when the tables will turn, you know, and when you yeah. flip the switch. And so it's like I think it's just being prayerful every day and looking for opportunities to serve because your time will come and God's just going to open the floodgate. Then all of a sudden you're like, I can't explain how I just got this job or that contract or this happened for me. And I think he just sees our heart. You know, he sees that humility. He sees that servant attitude, you know, and think of what Jesus said, the greatest of all is the servant, you know, whoever wants yeah. to be servant of all. And not to say you should be walked on. I, I don't agree with that. And there's times you have to set boundaries for sure. 
But I just feel like there's times you may feel like you're giving and you're doing and you're doing what he's called you to do. And you're like, God, but what about me? Do you remember me? You know, and he does. And I think it's going to come and then you're going to be like, okay, God, wow. And then people will be like, how did you get that job? Or how did that happen for you? And the only way you can explain it is God. Yeah. God, you know, because he just sees our heart and it all works out in his economy. And I think that's what my father-in-law used to tell me, you know, it's all going to work out with God, you know, just keep doing the right thing, Amy, your time will come. And, and totally for me, I mean, how do you explain having a successful career really in my thirties? Cause I didn't start um, full-time till I was 29. So yeah, just that in itself is sort of a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> a miracle. In that industry. Yeah, for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. And really yeah. that's just about being a good steward with wherever yeah. you're at. Yes, Totally. Because God's not up there going, oh, you're 29. You missed the model boat. Yeah. He's not yes. worried about it. If he's called you to it, he'll provide for it. Yes. And that brings me to like that of the parable of the talents. He often brings that to my remembrance, you know, Matthew 25 and about how he gave one, you know, servant five and one, two and one had only one talent. And he said, no, go and, you know, multiply this. And most of them did, except for the one that I had the only one talent and he's, I was afraid. And I feel like a lot of times we get like that. Well, I'm afraid, God, I'm too old. I'm not talented enough, not pretty enough. I'm not educated enough. I'm not well-connected enough. You know, we think of all these excuses why we can't do what he's calling us to do, but he's like, just go be faithful, step out. And what I feel like he's telling me again, even with writing my book or pursuing speaking or whatever he's calling me, Amy, you just go out there, you obey what I tell you to do and trust me with the results. You know, like we want yeah. to figure out the results sometimes. Like I'll do it, God, if you show me what's going to happen. You know? Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. if I know I'm guaranteed success or, you know, but I think he just wants us to step out and trust him and obey what he's telling us and then just trust the results to him. So it takes the pressure off of you. You know, my job is yeah. just to step out and then he'll take care of the rest, you know? Yeah. You know, it reminds me something you just said is that when we want to know that if here's, I'm going to do all this work because God said I'm going to be successful or it's going to be a number one bestseller or like, God, tell me what the result is. And then I'll commit to working hard. And sometimes he does, he works that way. He's like, will you be faithful with this little step? Because if he told us the big thing, we'd either manipulate it or we'd be self-righteous. He knows all the different temptations we have to mess it up. Right. But even bigger than that, I think there's more value in the journey than the destination. I agree. Who we become is so much more important than what we end up doing. Yes. So I totally agree with that. Yeah. I think it's like Mark Batterson. He's one of my favorite authors. He says, Mm -hmm. your character is more important than your calling. And I think he said, don't let my care or my calling take me where my character can't keep me. You know, and I think yeah. that's so true. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's that, funny thinking about the speaking thing. I think it was maybe a year ago. And I, yeah. you know, I speak once in a while. And, you know, I, I, I always, people always think that, you know, when they look at, when people, here's what, okay, let me start this over. Yeah. People can look at our websites or what we've accomplished and have an idea of what our success is. And sure. I think about a year ago when I was um, talking to the Lord about speaking, and I know he's called me to be a speaker and writing my next book and those things. Um, But I came to the point where I said, Lord, I'm really enjoying my friends and my family and not traveling. And because there was just a season where I didn't go out as much and I was really enjoying it. And um, 
And I was like, if you never give me another speaking gig again, I'll be okay. Because you've given me people to influence in my circle right here. And I'm happy with that. And sure Sure. enough, like truly my heart meant it, you know, was no manipulation in that prayer. And wouldn't you know it, like a few months later, I started getting called for a lot of speaking gigs. And this year I've been really busy traveling and speaking. And, And I'm like, what you said earlier, like that truly was God. I've had people ask me like, what did you do differently, you know, to get more jobs? And I'm like, (laughs) literally nothing. And I don't even think it was that I gave it up and then he gave it back to me. It wasn't like that. It was just, God, I'm content where I'm at. Show me my field that you want me to plow right now. And um, then he gives you more field, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just that surrender, that dependence, you know, dependency on him and kind of Mm -hmm. just saying, God, your will be done not my will. And then I think it's that trust factor, you know, and it grows as we get older, but trusting that he knows what's best for us. He knows where we need to be. Like he takes our family into consideration, our friends, you know, I have children, Mm -hmm. he knows the whole big picture. And so I'm learning to trust more and more, you know, cause you'll hear everyone say, this is what you have to do to be successful. And you have to build a platform and you have to do this. And it's like, but what does he want me to do? I want to be in step with him because then there's going to be life, life and peace, you know? I think yeah. that verse in Romans 8, 6, it says to be spiritually minded brings life and peace. To be carnally minded brings death, you know? So I want to be led by his spirit. I want to be in a peaceful place. I want my family to be at peace, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so good. I know this is going to mm. minister to so many people hearing about just resting in God, trusting his timing, and also taking yeah. bold steps because you didn't sure. just sit around and do nothing. And no, you you, <laughs> you partnered with God. I think your story is a beautiful yeah. example of hearing him, saying yes, partnering with him, and just following along. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, yeah you're so amazing. God has been good. That is so good. Well, where can people find your book? Okay, so a few different places. My publisher is Redemption Press. You can go to redemptionpress.com. And it's actually my full name. So my maiden name as well. So it's Amy Robnick, R-O-B-N-I-K, Job, J-O-O-B. So yeah, model behavior, make your career path your calling. It could also be found on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. Okay. I'll leave all the links um, for listeners. I'll leave those links for you so that you can find uh, her book on those resources from my website at jillmonaco.com slash podcast. And then look for the podcast with Amy. I haven't decided what episode number this is yet, but look for that and um, you'll get that link and some of the other resources that she mentioned today. I'll leave those in the show notes as well. Uh, Amy, I so enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much, Jill. It's been an honor. I really appreciate you having me. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, there's a couple things I'd love for you to do. Number one, subscribe to my show. That way, the most recent episode will always be in your feed and ready when you are. And second, if the ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help me continue to reach others, please leave a review. Or you can click on the link in the description and you can give to support the show now. Again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You can find more out about Amy if you go to amyjob.com. That's A-M-Y-J-O-O-B.com or go to jillmonaco.com and visit the podcast page and you can find all those show notes that we mentioned today. Again, thank you for tuning in today, my friends. And remember, love well, you were made for it.